Hello, Advisory Board Nation. Welcome to the Advisory Board Insider Podcast. My name is Tom Adams, and I'm going to be your host and guide and going to be part of this conversation on this podcast going forward. I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad to be sharing this journey with you. In this, the inaugural podcast, I want to share who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, the structure of the podcast going forward, and how you can get involved and subscribe and hear it and all of those related things. But first, my drink of choice. Today and every day, I drink coffee from my Yeti mug. That's a 20-ounce Yeti mug. And today and almost every day that I have coffee, I'm drinking a pour-over like coffee. It comes from the Clever Coffee Dripper. So it's a, it's kind of like a pour-over. If you've seen a pour-over, but it's independent and basically you put a filter in, you grind your coffee, you put it in there and then it sits for just a couple of minutes. And I let it sit usually about three or four minutes. And then I set it on top of the Yeti and it, it drips through. That's why they call it the clever coffee dripper. But the cool thing about it is it gets to kind of sit in the, that, that freshly ground bean for a while. I really like it that way. My coffee bean brand of choice is Unique Coffee Roasters from Staten Island, New York. I found them a while ago, and I, I don't know what it is about this sunset blend that I particularly like, but it's a medium body blend. They call it the reserve blend. And my gosh, I, I don't know why, but I just love this coffee. And so with that coffee, I also add Laird Superfood Mushroom Creamer, and it's like a coconut uh, MCT oil powder that I put in, and it's got some extract in there as well. And for some reason, that's become my drink of choice. And it's always in that Yeti, in this Yeti, and I drink it over the next three or so hours as I start my day. So on every show, we're actually going to talk to people about what their morning drink is. What, what do they drink? And hopefully they'll explain it just like I did. But that's kind of where we're going just to start our episodes with my guests all the time. Before we go on, let me start with a little bit more personal information. If you don't know me and you've, uh, you're watching an episode of this and you go, who is this guy? And you come back to episode one. Well, then you're going to learn a bit more about me. So here's my story in brief. I'm not going to give you too much of it, but just enough to know where I'm coming from, what I'm all about. So first and foremost, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a grandfather. Yes, a grandfather. That kind of references the fact that I may be older than I look how somehow the years have sort of caught up with me. I never would have believed I'd be a grandfather at this point, but there you go. I'm a grandfather. I live in Lewiston, New York, and Lewiston, New York is in an interesting place on the Niagara River, north of Niagara Falls, which is north of Buffalo. So if you understand how the Great Lakes system works in North America, the water flows from Lake Erie and it flows north along the Niagara River over Niagara Falls and then north from there towards Lake Ontario. And if you happen to go over the falls in a barrel and you make it, then about eight miles later, after you've gone through some significant current and significant rapids, you go floating by my place in Lewiston, New York. We're about eight miles down the river. And undoubtedly, if you're floating by in a barrel, I might come up to you in my boat and check you out because you're as interesting a situation as is typically on the river. So I'd be glad to see it. But that's where I live. For the last 20 years, 
I've lived what I love doing, which is a portfolio career. I do a lot of different things, but let me go back a little bit before that, because that gives context for who I am. Coming out of college, my very first gig was as a church minister. See, I went to seminary and came out and became a church minister. And as luck would have it, I didn't like it. It really wasn't my thing. Uh, my dad was a minister. My grandfather was a minister. And as the eldest son of the eldest son, I kind of felt that calling and obligation to be a minister. But as I did it, I realized it wasn't so much my thing. I was more interested in Tom Peters and business thinking and marketing. And so I left that to pursue another venture. And that uh, venture seemed to be retail at the time. I don't know why, but my grandfather on my one side was a minister and my grandfather on the other side was in menswear. He had a menswear business, a, a small town menswear business. And somehow that always appealed to me. So I, I don't know what the, the reasoning for it was, but having left ministry, I went into menswear and I worked in a, a clothing store for a while and then was recruited to become the managing partner of a newly developed menswear chain that grew from zero stores to eight stores. And that was a really heady and interesting run. Learned a lot, lots of interesting scar tissue. We built that chain of menswear stores, my partner and I, in the Niagara region. So across the border from where I am now in Lewiston, New York, in Niagara, Canada, we built this really I thought was a pretty cool business. The problem was at the, that we didn't really understand finance and financials and that incredibly cool enterprise that we built also then crumbled because we didn't understand how to manage the business from a metrics and financial perspective. But uh, I'll never trade that. That was gold. Gold learned so much from that process. And I wouldn't give that back. From there, I decided to use some of what I learned in the ministry side of things and some of what I had used in the marketing part of the menswear business. And I started doing professional speaking. I didn't know I could professional speak, but someone asked me at one point if I would give a speech at their company and they asked what my fee was. And I didn't really understand that there was a fee in this business. I said, I don't know, what do you typically pay? And they said something in the neighborhood of $2,500. This was, again, 35 years ago. And I, I went, seriously, you pay that much for a speech? And so I decided that'd be a cool gig to get into after I left the menswear business. And so I started speaking and I actually grew that practice so much so that I did that for 10 years and I had the ability to travel the world. I have spoken to the medical team at an Aborigine Outback medical center in Australia. I have talked to the finance people in the government of, of the UK. I have done all kinds of interesting things all over the English speaking world. I, I worked in a training business and did a lot of training with them. And it, that, that was a really big part of that. But as that evolved, instead of spending more time just doing speeches, I started doing more consulting and and working with individual companies. And that became really interesting to me. And so I learned more from that. Through that whole journey, I had this other element that happened, which was I, I, I had this desire as I was learning and growing my cons the consulting side of my practice from just the speaking side, it was really hard for me to get in front of presidents of companies. So 
I decided what I'd do is I'd go to the local TV station and I, I pitched a show, a magazine style show, where I interviewed the leaders in local businesses. And as luck would have it, they gave me that gig. I didn't get paid for it. It was just a show that I got to produce with the resources of the local TV station. And so I did that. And what I found was this really interesting opportunity when I called the CEOs of local companies and said, I want to do an interview with you. Guess what? They responded, if I called them and said, I want to be a consultant, I'd get nothing. But I got to build these relationships with these cool people through that process. And so not only did I do one after I moved to a new city, I actually did another show and that show actually got picked up and went all across Canada. And so I had this really cool opportunity to leverage media as a way to get in front of a lot of people. And so I did that. And through that process, I continued to speak and consult and have a really good, interesting, full life. And then it was around 9-11 that I, just before 9-11, that I, I was really tired of doing a lot of the, uh, the travel that came with the job I had. And so because of that, and because of just the situation I was in with my family and how young my kids were, I made a decision to become the managing partner in an enterprise with my brother. My brother, Stan, who's a brilliant, brilliant uh, business person. And I worked with Stan and uh, in a self-storage industry. And then we also had mobile storage. But the, the real gold little piece of this puzzle was, for me, was a commercial record center. And within this commercial record center where the we stored the business and the files of the business and government and medical for as long as we're required by law, we had this really cool business. We also did shredding and related stuff. And in that business, I spent a couple of years with him in that business, growing that and building that and building for myself a really cool network in the world in that specific industry, the commercial records and information management. That partnership with my brother lasted more than a couple of years, and then we agreed to sell that asset and parted ways. And it was that approximately time, 20 years ago, that I started my new business, which I'm in today. So 20 years ago, in 2003, uh, having parted with ways with my brother in terms of the business we were in, I started Flourish Press Inc. That's the name of my company. And Flourish Press Inc. Uh, Incorporated was an incorporated entity. And my dream for that company was to actually help people thrive and flourish. That, that was the whole intent. And my, my idea was I would help publish and produce content, whether it be physical content, because at that point in time, we didn't have all the tools we have today. It was, we could record videos and audios and it was producing books at that point in time. And that's kind of what I believe. So early on in that process, my intent was really to deliver books and tapes and audio and learning programs and those kind of things. But as soon as I incorporated right out of the gate, I had a consulting opportunity where I helped somebody build a record center and a shredding company right out of the gate, like days after I incorporated. And so I started down that path and built a consulting business and then started this portfolio career where I was consulting on the side and I had on this other side, I had a, a number of things I was doing, such as creating CDs and building programs for, for other people. And that was really an interesting part of the early phase of Flourish Press. Fast forward in this amazing journey up till today, 
so much has happened. So many cool things have happened in the last 20 years. But to give you a sense where that all led is to where I am today. So today I primarily work as an executive coach with a wide range of clients across the English speaking world, mostly North America, but also Europe. I've had clients in Australia, but I, I have, I've really worked across the world. I'm also a podcaster. I still have a podcast in the shredding industry. I speak at events. I do facilitation work. I do have, I, I do a number of different things. Every year or so I take on a major project for, so for example, a couple of years ago, I helped to merge two international associations. A couple of years before that, I, I helped a company build a brand new division, which a, a large international or a large national company wanted a brand new division. And because I understood the implications of that, they asked me to come and help them do that. Now, these are all part of this portfolio career that I've built. And in that time, I also wrote an Amazon best-selling book called You Are the Logo. And You Are the Logo was really about my beliefs and how I had seen and learned for myself and working with others, how they could become the iconic brand as the CEO or founder of their business for their company. And I built a book, wrote a book to really understand and describe that. Along with that, I am also the founder of a web marketing company. I have a company called Web Vitality, and that company services primarily B2B companies that are looking for leads. And that company builds websites. It, it supports web marketing services for those companies, content development, social, uh, a whole wide range of stuff. But that's a little boutique web marketing company that I own as well. So that gives you a sense of all the different things I've done and, and continue to do in this portfolio career that I highly love. My wife is my business partner and I couldn't ask for a better business partner. I live and work from my house in Lewiston, New York, looking over the Niagara River into Canada. And so it's a really kind of magical life that I have. And through all that, I, I think the thing that, that underlies all that is this sense that I'm, I'm, I just love learning. I love figuring stuff out with my coaching business. I get the opportunity to hear what somebody's doing, how they're thinking. I go dig in on that, or I go dig in on something that I'm going to present to, to my clients. And as much as I have helped people, I have been helped by them just by being exposed to them and the partnership I have with them has been a really magical adventure to understand, learn, and grow in all facets of business, life, leadership, and through the last 35 or so years doing this and other things that I've told you that I've done, all of that for some strange reason, and I, I can't quite explain it. I know that Steve Jobs at Apple said in a speech that he did many years ago, he talked about how you can't always make sense of where you're going, but somehow when you look backwards, you see the dots lining up in terms of the path that got you here. And it's not a straight line. It's kind of crooked, but somehow today I am introducing to you my new podcast, The Advisory Board Insider. This inaugural episode explaining what it is and why it is I'm doing this, but initially giving you a sense of my journey so that you understand why it is we got here to today. And so why this? Why now? What's my inspiration? Let me tell you a bit about that. So as a coach, one of the things that I get to do is peek under the hood of my clients' businesses. And one of the things I found very interesting in 
my clients' businesses as distinctions between those that do extraordinarily well and those that do well. But there's still a distinction in there is many of the the larger companies that I work with have boards, advisory boards. And as I observed this practice over the last, specifically the last five or six years, I started noticing that the, not, not that they were any more or less successful, just they had a different structure and a way of thinking about them that seemed to amplify the results they got. And this, this seemed to be related to this rhythm and this rigor that came with having a board around them. And not a, I'm not talking a publicly traded board, and I'm talking governance in terms of managing how they made decisions, but just boards that help them to think clearly. And often in my, in my coaching work with a client, as they were preparing for their board, quarterly board meetings, there was a, a focus on how do I ensure that the results that I said I would achieve, how, how am I going to explain those? What about the fact that, that we haven't achieved those results? There's, there's this process that seemed to be evident to me. And so for me, based on all that I've done and all that I've learned and seeing this distinction in the clients that I work with and the partners that I have, and then through that also working at, remember, I just told, told you just a few minutes ago that I did some work with two global associations and worked to help merge those two associations. And through that process, really understood more deeply, even though I've been involved with boards for many years, coming at it from a slightly different angle, seeing the implications of the work of a board, how it thinks, what its job is to do. And I didn't really want to go down the governance route. I didn't really want to go into that area, but I, I recognized how important this board function was. So two years ago, I had this notion that there was something to this. And I went out and purchased the domain, myadvisoryboard.co. I couldn't get .com, so I just bought the .co. But there was something in that action that, that triggered in me this desire to make sense of advisory boards and to provide them to help my companies, clients that I worked with, to build and facilitate advisory board structures for them. Now, I was fully aware that there were, there were peer advisory boards in the world. And many of those EO networks and different ones like that, these peer advisory boards work together to help each other out. But I wanted something that was less group of people sharing that and more a specific set of advisors who had skill sets or capabilities or perspectives that could be brought to a business, to the leaders of a business that would hold them accountable to something higher, not just a, uh, not just a peer-to-peer relationship, although equal in status, sometimes this advisory board structure was more to help drive results, to drive process, to drive structure, to drive accountability. And so uh, along with purchasing that domain name, I kind of went digging and looking and trying to figure out who does this kind of thing. And I can find a lot of advisory board stuff, but after a lot of digging, I found an organization based in Australia called the Advisory Board Center. And the Advisory Board Center, as I grew to learn, is really the only global organization dedicated to advisory board best practice, ways of thinking, process, procedure, certification, the elevation and training of both advisors, 
people who chair advisory boards and how to think about it. They also do extensive research. And the more I learned about this organization, the more I became intrigued and impressed with it. So last year, I actually decided to get my certification with them. And so I, I applied to this process only later to learn that, that very few people get into this process. Less than 10% of the people that apply to become certified chairs with the advisory board center even get accepted. And so while I was extraordinarily grateful for that, it also reminded me of the power of that and the power and importance of the certification. And so through that process and into 20, late 2020. Two, I, I fulfilled that next stage of my journey for myself, which ultimately led me to right now. See, through the process of getting certified, I met a lot of really cool, amazing people, like really cool, amazing people, the kind of people you want to have on your speed dial. And in doing that, both with the people that I certified and then in the community of the certified chairs that are a part of the advisory board center, I got to meet these people and I went... I just want to talk to these people. I really want to talk to these people and I want to hear how they have to say what they have to say, which leads me to why I'm talking to you right now. Because for me, one of the ways that I love talking to people is to actually talk to them and share it with you, uh, to actually talk to them and record it. And so that's really why I decided, even though I'm a relative newcomer to this space, yes, it's called the advisory board insider. Does that mean I'm insider? By no means, no, I'm not an insider. I just am intrigued by this industry, by this whole advisory board structure, both from my own history, both from what I've seen in clients and others who have leveraged advisory boards to their ultimate success. But a podcast, well, ultimately, I just, I just want to share this. I want to share what I learned. I want to talk to really cool people. And I love this medium called podcasting. This is my third podcast. I've done a number of them. And I love the podcasting format. In this particular one, we're going to do video and audio. So if you want to listen on Apple or Google or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, you can do it there. But it's also going to be on YouTube. So you can actually see and experience the conversations I have with people. So fully recorded video, drinking our coffee, talking about our coffee, but talking about the life that, that each person that I'm going to interview has. So that's where we are with episode one. But I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about how, how I'm going to think about this process, how I plan to use the podcast to explore different things. But first, I, I think it's really important to shout out to a number of people who have been instrumental in getting me to this first episode. First, ultimately, is my wife and business partner, Becky, without whom none of this is possible. She has encouraged me for a number of years to, to really explore this next stage of my journey, and I am really excited to do so. Uh, secondly, the ABC leadership team. So I call them ABC, but their advisory board center leadership team, specifically Louise Brokman and Udo Doring, um, both of whom I hope to have on really soon in the podcast series and maybe multiple times. I learned so much from the two of them specifically during the certification process. I've also listened and watched a lot of the work they've done and recorded to really amplify the impact of them on my life. And so I'm really grateful they've given their blessing for this. Not that I need it, but they gave it to me. I asked and told them I was doing this and they were very gracious in saying, yes, they would love to support me in this. I have to tell you about some third, about some newfound colleagues in the advisory board space. So while I've met a lot of cool people, I'm going to 
bring one to the surface specifically, and that's a guy named Mike Richardson. Mike Richardson is somebody that I have a history with, which is really interesting. Unbeknownst to me, um, Mike Richardson actually is the a certified chair with the advisory board centers uh, doing advisory board work. And, and he leads the Americas group, the Americas team in this particular organization. Again, we're not, we're only certified through them. We're not employees or part of that team, but Mike is sort of taking the reins of the Americas group. And Mike Richardson, interesting for me, is, is really supportive of this and what I'm doing. But Mike Richardson and I go way, way back. See, about, I think it was about 15 or 12, 13 years ago. Mike Richardson showed up at the doorstep of the web company that I own, and he came with an employee. We had hired a new employee, and that employee had a small web set of web clients with them, and they brought them into the fold. And Mike Richardson was one of those clients. So for many years, my web marketing team managed Mike Richardson's website. And so it's kind of an interesting thing with years later, after not having communicated, we both show up on a call for this advisory board center structure. And as luck would have it, we reconnect. And Mike has been already so deeply supportive of this work. And I know I will have him on at least once, if not multiple times on this show. Next, I want to... Um, Talk about Finn Cuthbert, who is my producer. Finn already produces another podcast for me, but Finn, this, this show is going to really push him because it's video and audio. And I'm incredibly grateful for Finn, who does so much work on my behalf related to this. And then ultimately there's you. And I just want to say, I'm really glad you're here for this ride, for this journey. And I, I do this for you. I, I do it for myself. Yeah. Granted, this is this is for myself in a lot of ways, but it's also for you. And so I hope that as you're a part of this, this podcast, this journey, this experience together, I hope you'll gain something from the work we do together in the conversations, the explorations, all of the stuff that's going to come from this podcast as we move forward. So let's talk a little bit about the structure of the advisory board podcast. This is going to be an extended interview show. It's not hours long like Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or even Andrew Huberman, if you know any of those names, but it's not going to be a 15 to 20 minute one either. I, I like getting into an extended conversation and have that deeper ability to, to really get beneath the surface with somebody. And so I love episodes that are in the 45 minute range. And I, I tend to think of those as like two commutes, or if you're in one of the major cities in the world, half a commute. But 45 minutes has always seemed like a really good conversation time. If you go for coffee with somebody, a lot of times, what do you give? 45 minutes. You give yourself that time to sort of get there, get the coffee, get settled, and then you talk. And that's what I want to do on this specific show. I want us to have deeper conversations. We're going to do this show weekly as much as we can, both audio and video. So you can, you can find it on all the major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. In the advisory board space, as I've got to learn it over the last year or so, I see five major categories that, that are going to become essentially um, streams of episodes that we do on the advisory board insider. And I'm going to address those uh, streams depending on who my guest is in a given week. So the first stream or the first category of episodes is going to be organizations that sponsor advisory boards, organizations that implement advisory boards, companies, government, whatever, healthcare, whatever I find where that does for advisory boards. 
any kind of organization that actually creates an advisory board to benefit themselves or their clients or their constituents, that's going to be the focus of this, this first category. So I'm going to talk to people who, who build them, why they build them, how they build an advisory board, what their structure is, how long they have them really dig in on that. So if you're both an advisor or another company or organization looking to implement them, you're going to get a really good sense of what other people are doing. So that's the first category that is going to be part of the show. The second one is the industry experts. I've already mentioned Louise and Udo who run the advisory board center. And I, I want to talk to them and others like them who have real insights, who have studied the space, who are teaching in the space, who are elevating the space, who are doing massive research in the space. But Along with them, as many other people as I can find and talk to who are experts in managing advisory boards, managing the space, thinking about the space, I want to talk to them as well. And so really get insights on best practice, improvements, advisory board evolution, those kind of things, research that's coming. And so that's the second category. The third category is advisors themselves. And one of the cool things, like I said earlier, that I've got to do is meet all these amazing, interesting people in this space. And so I want to talk to lots of people, not necessarily just people that are certified through the advisory board center. I, I, I have this really cool network of people that I know, and I'm sure you do too, that I, I would love to have on the show. People who may not today be advisors, but would be great candidates to be advisors. And I already have a list of those people brewing who I'm going to invite on the show. And we're going to talk about their history, their past, their perspectives, the way they think about what they've learned as a way to really give you insights into advisors or people who would be great advisors for the boards you uh, are building, the boards you have, or if you're someone who is interested in becoming an advisor, learning from these people and their perspectives in the world. Fourthly, I want to talk to people who chair advisory boards. One of the distinctions that I, I think is so powerful in the work of the advisory board center is the elevation of the role of an independent advisor and the power of that. So many advisory boards I find, uh, especially in North America, tend to be what I call ad hoc. They just kind of create them and the CEO will kind of chair them. The dilemma with that, it's really hard to make good advisory boards when you're trying to lead a meeting and be the CEO in the meeting. And so one of the, I think, really cool concepts is to, is to use and leverage the role of an independent chair to run and facilitate your advisory boards. Like they do in governance boards, there's a chairperson of the board, and that chairperson's job is to really facilitate the board function. While the CEO sits on the board, a lot of times the effective role is for them to sit on the board and not necessarily chair the board. So I'm gonna to talk to chairs of advisory boards, how they run these meetings, the, how, how they think about board decks, how do they think about prep and planning for meetings, how they, how they think about making sure the meetings run effectively, what happens when conflict shows, all that kind of stuff. I wanna to talk to board chairs about that. And then finally, I've got a fifth category and I'm just gonna call it a grab bag category. And that grab bag category is one that there's, there's all kinds of different elements other than the four that I've given you that connect to advisory boards. And so 
I want to talk to people that have some influence on that. They don't neatly fit into these categories, but they had value to advisor boards. And so I'm going to talk to other people like that, and we're going to call that the grab bag category. And as much as possible, I'm going to try and have routine and flow to this. But early on, it's going to take a while to get enough people in the pipeline to make this work effectively. So there's likely going to be crossover in categories. Some people may be chairs, but also experts. Some people might be advisors and chairs. Other people might be on advisory boards, but also running and sponsoring advisory boards. So there's going to be a lot of interlap, overlap, interlap, interlap. I don't know what that means, but that's good. But that's that's where we're going in terms of the categories of the, the broadcast and the shows that we're going to do. More than anything in this podcast, I really want to elevate the whole the whole role of advisory boards in business, in organization, in functions. There's a lot of different types, and we're going to learn those, and we're going to explore those as we go. But I really, my goal ultimately is to elevate the role of both the the role of advisory boards, but the role of people who serve on advisory boards and making those the best they can be. So if you're interested in building an advisory board, you're going to learn from this. If you're interested in finding people to sit on your advisory board, you're going to learn from this. You're going to find them here. That's what we're going to do. That's what this show is going to be all about. I think this is really important to say now in this initial inaugural episode and I'm going to say it as we proceed, but much of the language I now use related to advisory boards is completely shaped and taught through the training I had with the advisory board center and the certification process I did with them. Well, I have the right as a certified advisor to use that content, to use that in the work I do. I want to acknowledge clearly and plainly that they hold the intellectual IP. And if through the process of these interviews I have with people, if we talk about specific things that are uh, unique IP to the advisory board center, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to make sure it's known as best I can. Um, but I, I want to recognize right off the bat that much of the language I use now and the way I think about advisory boards is, is credited to them and honoring to them because it's really great the way they think about advisor boards. And I have adopted that. And so I'm going to talk about that, but I want to ultimately give credit where credit is due. It's so important to say how much their imprint on what we talk about is going to be. Please also note, I take conflicts of interest seriously. This podcast as of today is not sponsored by anyone. There's no financial incentive for me to send you to the advisory board center, to specific advisors, to chairs that I have on the broadcast or other people who, who end up on the show. They, there's no incentive for me in that, in terms of I'm not getting paid for that. There's no payment to me. I am not being paid by the advisory board center to do this. This is my show and it's for my own learning, my curiosities I've told you earlier. And I, I have to tell you, honestly, it's also, I hope for my benefit at some point as I become from being a rookie insider to being a, a full insider, what I hope that comes from this show is the fact that I get to, I, I get the opportunity to potentially sit in front of you and, and you might say, because I know you, because I hear you, because I know you understand advisory boards at a deep, powerful way that you may choose to say, let's have a conversation and see if we're a fit to either lead my advisory board, to sit on my advisory board, to help me set up an advisory board, to run a short-term 
uh, advisory board or be my advisory board of one. Whatever function that may take, I, ultimately behind what I'm doing with this show, while I want to elevate advisory boards, elevate the roles, I'm, there's also a reason for me to do this. And for me, ROI means at some point in time, not necessarily right away, that I get the opportunity to sit on a board as a chair or as an advisor and support a business, an organization, an opportunity related to that based on me doing this show. That's part of my serious intent in delivering this podcast. Finally, I want to let you know where to find us, how to find us, how to find the show going forward. So the combined audio and video files of every episode will be available on my site, tomadams.com. It's easy to remember, tomadams.com slash pod, P-O-D, P-O-D, pod, like podcast. So tomadams.com slash pod is where you will find the Advisor Board Insider podcast. Individual podcast audio episodes are also going to be available on all major podcast platforms of choice. If you like Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the, the underlying categories of players that are also platforms, you'll find it there. We're going to make sure it's on as many platforms as humanly possible so that you have access to it. Videos will be hosted on YouTube under my Tom Adams channel in a, a specific playlist dedicated to this. So I do that because over the years I've had other podcasts and I have separate podcast sites for them and I'm posting on my site and that site. And we've just found it easier over time to merge them all together. It works easy for my team, but it works easiest for me. And so if you need to find that again, tomadams.com slash pod is where you'll find it. And then you'll find links to all of the social channels such as YouTube and other social channels where you can connect and follow. If you're interested in participating in the show, just go to tomadams.com and then look for the contact me page. And on that page, there is a form and there is a button that you can press that says Advisor Board Insider Podcast. And if you want to uh, reach out to me about being on the show, if you want to reach out to me about a question or something you want covered on the show, if you're, if you're sponsoring an advisory board and you want to talk about it, I would love, love, love to hear from you. Please contact me in that way. You can also contact me via my primary social channels. And they're relatively easy to find and, and work through. I predominantly live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And those are my, my three primaries on LinkedIn and Facebook. My handle is Tom Adams Coach. One word, Tom Adams Coach. On Twitter, it's Tom Adams. Really easy. T-O-M-A-D-A-M-S. You will see the links below. Make sure that you check in with me. Make sure you friend me. Whatever you want to do, connect. However, whatever the words are, just connect. And then you will see an ongoing indication of when shows happen. But it's also just a way to communicate if you need to. YouTube channel, same thing. YouTube channel is at Tom Adams Coach. And within YouTube, you can find me under Tom Adams Coach. And in that, you'll find a playlist specifically dedicated to the Advisory Board Insider podcast. If you'd like to be on the mailing list, just go to tomadams.com slash pod, and you will find a, a form on that page to subscribe to the mailing list for the Advisory Board Insider podcast. That's it. That's all I have to say. We have actually hit the end of the road on this initial episode. We are officially launched Advisory Board Nation. I can't wait to do this on a regular ongoing basis. 
to enjoy this process and journey with you. I look forward to all that's to come, all of the cool encounters, all of the people that we're going to share conversations with together. We will talk soon, very soon. We are out of here.